What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Icebox Pod. This is episode number 32, and we've got a good amount today. Uh, we're going to talk about some rare baseball cards um, and then the NBA playoffs, which both our predictions are officially out of it. So we're going to make some new predictions, hopefully, based on the four teams that are left. But before we get into that, Robbie, how have you been? Any new acquisitions or any new hobby news from you uh pretty good um we've been i let's see here hobby wise we'll start there before we talk sports in general i picked up a lot of some 2012 fleer retro evgeny malkins uh, very randomly i got dm'd about buying a lot of them and was offered them at a, a very reasonable price and so I'll show you, but the listeners see, I got this legacy collection, Malkin. Pretty cool. Out of 150. This hot shots. These are all 2012 Fleer Retro. I don't know how to feel about this one. A Noise Boys one, which is pretty cool. And then two Electrifyings, which honestly a nice little haul. Not a ton of money. Shout out Porco Sports Cards. Hooked me up with a good deal. Also got a Malkin Game Patches. Uh, it's like an SP, 25th anniversary of like those first Upper Deck jersey cards. Oh, and yeah. it was like an SP patch out of 15, which is very SP. It was produced in like Series 1 Upper Deck 2021, but it was out of 15. So And there's only like 15 subjects. So like they're pretty tough. Was there was there some color on it, like two color yeah. caps? Oh yeah. Well, so the it's a three three color. Or oh no, cool. no, wait. Wait, it might be no, no, it's two color. Two color. Still cool though. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that. It was another Malkin. Pretty cool. Sold um my last spare David Ortiz SP 2013 tops. The Boston oh, Strong yeah. got rid of my last one. I got one out of PSA that will be the pc copy hoping for a nine that'd be cool and sold my duplicate 1997 ortiz rookie auto out of a thousand so i sold my second one so i i just have one of those left which i'm honestly pretty happy about got good money for the other one do you do you like to keep duplicates in the pc or is it just like i just need one I have no desire to own duplicates of anything. Immediate. I would. I don't understand wanting duplicates of the same card. I just want one example of it to the have. Only, the only duplicate, and this is like, you ever like go through like certain phases where you're just like, man, maybe I will like direct the collection this way. And I mean, yeah. Every once in a while. I'll just like go like I'll just think about it and be like, what if I just sold my entire PC and just tried to get every LeBron champions portraits, just try to get the whole print run. And then I'm like, no, that would be too tough. And then I always back out of it. But that's the only card. I would love duplicates of that. I would love to own 10 of those if I could. But really? other than that, yeah, other than that, I'm pretty much good on duplicates as well. I don't have a ton of appeal of duplicates. I just buy duplicates if I want to, like, if I like a card personally, and I think it might be decent store value. 
and then I want to unload some later. And I just want to make sure I have one for the PC. Like yeah. I probably will keep one of my Giannis Road to the Finals. That yeah, that's a good. But point. I had three of them, so I don't need three of them. I have three of the one ninety nine, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. and my championship uh, moments, which I think is like the equivalent of that championship portrait, just came uh, back finally from the eBay authentication. So I have that one too. Oh, that that's a quite the process. I think the eBay authentication that takes a while. It's usually not awful, but I had to like schedule redelivery of it and stuff because I couldn't sign for it, and okay. then it was a circus. But still, pretty cool. Yeah, you guys probably see I buy a lot of hockey these days. Mm-hmm. Just the hockey is, I don't know, I've kind of tapped out of a lot of the investor type stuff. I don't know. I'll buy stuff if the price is right, but like I don't go searching eBay for quote unquote investment pickups much these days. I just sit on hockey yeah. stuff a lot, which I don't know. I feel good about in the long run. And I see a limited downside because it never got hot. So I enjoy and I enjoy it too. So that's where I end up with a lot of my pickups. I know it's probably not what most of you guys are interested in, but maybe you can relate to that idea. How, uh, how sad are you on a scale of one to 10 about the Rangers penguins? Very sad. It was very sad. I won't lie. It was, it was, it was a little depressing. High up there for you in terms. Yeah, of- that was pretty bad. Sports it was heartbreak. Pain. It was pain. Uh, because the the days are numbered on all on Latang and Crosby and Malkin. I'll tr- I'll try to keep this a little brief for all you that aren't super interested in hockey, but the days are numbered on that core, and that core has been on the team for 16 years. So uh it's it's sad to see a playoff run end, especially when I thought we could have beaten them. We had injuries. I could whine about how Crosby got taken out in game five and got a concussion yeah. and how I think we would have won game five had he not been taken out because we promptly gave up a lot of goals after he was removed and then couldn't score. And But it is what it is, and we lost. And they're, they're a good team, but, man, I really thought we could have won. And I really I mean, wanted to go to a game in the next series. How many rings does that core have? Three. Three? Okay. Three is pretty good, I think. Yeah, that is pretty good. Because hockey is tough to win. Yeah. They won one in, oh boy, 08 or 09. I forget which. I think it was 09. Okay. They lost the year. They won, I think they went in 08 to it and lost. One in 09. And then I think it was 16 and 17 or 15 and 16. I'm bad with years. They won back to back. So they all they have three oh. rings on the core. Gotcha. Which I think is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Sad though to see him lose. Uh speaking of sad things, I I didn't really follow the draft lottery much, but you told me you were upset about the pistons and uh the draft lottery and wanted to complain. So here is yeah. your chance. That was terrible. That was so what sad. were you supposed to be? One or so, two? Uh three. Uh, like, oh well. So, so we're the Pistons were really the only team that moved down, and that's not true. They moved down two spots. Like they, they, I thought 
man, the chances of a top three pick were so good. And we end up with five, not even four. We end up with five. I mean, luckily, I think the draft is five deep before the drop-off happens. Maybe even six deep, depending on what you think of a couple guys. I thought it was four deep. So, yeah, it depends. I guess it depends who you ask. Cause, like, so there's the obvious three. Like, uh, there's that Auburn guy. Yeah. Jabari Smith, Boncaro, and Chat are like the obvious top three. And then who's that other guy? Then there's like Keegan Murray, uh, Ivy, and Ivy, I've heard. Yeah. And and Sharp, I've heard. Yeah. So I would be fine. I would be pumped with. Ivy or Keegan. Well, Ivy or Keegan Murray, I would be satisfied with. It's is not Keegan, you know, what position is this Keegan Murray? I believe he is. Well, he is to I think he'll play. Maybe he'll be a forward. He because he's six eight. Uh-huh. So he's got decent size. But I don't know how he would necessarily mesh with like a Sadiq Bay type guy, but I don't I don't know enough about Keegan Murray to really say. It besides, I did see him play and he destroyed Michigan. But <laughs> yeah, I think I would be satisfied with either of those guys. But I really like Boncare. I really like all the guys in the top three. So I was really hoping for at least one of them. But yeah, that's all right. We'll just sign big free agent or something and figure it out from there or something. I don't know. But yeah, that was, yeah, yo, I don't know about that. sign a big free agent part, but <laughs> yeah, I have, we'll have to see about that. I'll also forgive you for saying you like chat because I don't like chat, but. Yeah, I, I think that, I think the thing I like about chat is I think he has the highest ceiling out of everybody. Well, you, but you he, can have, I'll he give does you probably a, have the lowest floor. You can have Alexei Pokashevsky 2.0 and yeah. uh, spend a top five pick on it. I don't know. I know they're not the same, but like I'm immediately suspect of Lank City guys like that. And he doesn't, does he have a shot or no? Yeah. He does? Yeah. He's a okay. very good, above average three point shooter. Oh, well, that's good because Pokashevsky can't shoot for the life of him. No, he's terrible. Yeah, he is terrible. I think he's actually one of the worst players in the league. Remember when people were, like, investing in him? Oh, yeah. People – he was, like, a back in – was it – would Poku be 2020? Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, a – if you pulled, like, a a Poku, like, prism parallel, that was, like, nice hit. Nice hit. Yeah. Like, that was a pretty solid hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't complain about that. That's for sure. Well, you can now, but you couldn't then. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you can. Now you. I don't even know what you do with that now, but yeah, back then it was it was all right. But yeah, I think it shows. I mean, even the draft as a whole. I mean, Pistons in five years, we could be thankful that we fell back two spots. Oh yeah, the draft. You know, Ivy, and turns out he's the best player out of the, everybody. Which, like you, I mean, not that that's going to happen, but you just don't know. And so we'll see. I think, I mean, I, 
Oklahoma City Thunder is going to be up there for the next 10 years with all their draft picks that they have. And then, like, the Magic got first. One. Yeah, so they, they're going to be really interesting. The Magic are interesting, too, because as I was reading online, they have no definitive star. So anyone taking right. number one has a very good chance to become the face of a franchise. Like, yeah, the door they, is open to become the face of a franchise. Yeah, definitely. Because they have, like, Suggs is, like, all right. Uh, Franz, I think Franz is above average. Yes, above average. He's not a star, really. And then, so, like, you can, I mean, they're realistically probably going to take chat. Yeah, probably. We'll see how that goes. Who went one through three last year? Ball, Edwards, Wise. No, 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 no. Wait. What? No, the year that's last year. Oh, you mean like Cade? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Cade. And then who else oh, went? Cade, Mo- Green, and Mobley were the top three. Was it Cade, Mobley, Green, I think, was the order? Maybe. But then I remember Scotty Barnes is four. So, like, yeah, I'm, there can be picks in that what you people don't perceive as the top, top tier to turn out really well. Because, like, okay, Green went second and then Moldley went third. And then the Green is not looking like the answer. Evan Mobley, very good. Yeah, he ended the season pretty good, though. But yeah. And then Suggs went five. Giddy went six. Oh, wow. Kamingo went seven. That's a pretty good deep draft. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's some decent names in there. Like, you guys could get something pretty good. Yeah. Rip the uh, Trailblazers, who I know fell. The Pacers fell a little bit. Yeah. So do you guys. But I don't know. I had no stake in the game, so I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, that's what – see, that's what you don't realize is, like, my teams are all so bad that, like, the lottery is, like, the Super Bowl for me. Yeah, well. Like, I have, I don't have much to root for. So, when the lottery comes around, I'm like, oh, man, like, this is – This is well, a I chance. Mean, I, guess, I guess we got the number one pick last year, so I can't complain too much. But Yeah, and you picked at number two in NFL draft this year and got a guy who was, uh, I think, probably on most boards higher than the guy who went number one. I that might be fair to say. Yeah, I think so. So I don't know. You're doing pretty well. You got you got Michigan football. Speaking of, just a quick aside, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I saw some book or some sports book. I got a notification came out with the line for the game. I don't know if this is on all books or like what it is. What do you think's the line for the Ohio State Notre Dame? Season opening game at Ohio State. 14. Dude, Vegas should pay you millions. 13 and a half. Ohio State's going to hit, though. Going to cover that, too. Uh, That's what my dad said. Well, I have to say, I am always optimistic that it won't happen. But we have no quarterback, and they have a very good quarterback. So, anyways. 
we'll maybe move along. I, we've got we've got a couple topics to whip around. Do you want to talk some NBA finals right now yeah. or where do you want to get there? So both of us, obviously, predictions failed. Yeah, but, terrible. But it's it's like those March Madness brackets that once your bracket is busted, they you can enter competitions to like remake it starting at the Sweet 16. That's what we're doing right now. Yep. Who's in the finals? Who's winning? And who's MVP? Oh, okay. That spices it up. I think – Okay, I'll take – I think the Heat are going to beat the Celtics. At this point, the Heat have won game one, and the Mavs uh, Warriors have not played a game, for the record. Let the record show that. Yeah. I think the Heat – so, okay. I think the Heat are going to win the finals, too. You do? And I think Jimmy Butler is going to be MVP. Dude, that'd be pretty sick. And I think – I'm going to go with the safe bet. My heart wants me to take the Mavs, but I'll just take the Warriors. Taking the Warriors? Yeah. Uh, the Warriors. I, I don't know. I I think I could maybe get on that Mavs bandwagon. Okay. I might I think I'm going to take Wait, and so you have the Heat winning Jimmy Butler. Yep. Dude, I'm going to be I'm going to live on the edge. Are you Celtics, me? Mavs. I think I am. Okay. Celtics, Mavs, and Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown. That's sneaky. That's really sneaky. I think it is. I, I. But you know, I can. I can. I think he gets ample opportunity. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's a good pick. It's not like only Jason Tatum gets the opportunity. Like no one except for Luca could ever win. If they went. Honestly, I don't know if anyone outside of Jimmy Butler could. Maybe Bam. Yeah, I don't think so. But, like, I don't think anyone except for Jimmy Butler can win it if they win. Right. But Jalen Brown, I'm making it. Attempt 2.0. You buy any cards during the playoffs? No. No, I haven't. I haven't bought... Yeah, I haven't bought anything. Not very disciplined. I've I've been buying football. Look at you, model card buying citizen. You've yeah. got the, you've got the discipline that a lot of us do not have. Yeah, well, you're not scared by the fact that football cards haven't really come down. No, because they go up every year. It happens every time, I think, and it's already happening. A little bit. They're starting to trickle up a little bit. And but when the national comes around, everything would just go crazy. Like it always does. And the reason I say that is because last year I was like, I am not buying football. It hasn't really come down. So I'm I'm scared to buy in. National came around, everything still went up. Well, so I think it's gonna happen again. I think everybody at the national is gonna want Burrow, Allen, Brady, uh Mahomes, obviously, Herbert, all those. And then and then some interesting quarterbacks too. Like, I mean, Russell Wilson's finally kind of relevant. Uh kind of. Derek Carr just got an amazing wide receiver in Devontae Adams. So that makes them a lot better. 
So I think there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. And then obviously you got like Trevor Lawrence and, and guys like that. Like Mac Jones will probably go crazy for some reason. Um, and Maybe. Just those types of guys. But I'm scared. We'll see. I'm, I, I, the more time that passes, the weaker uh, I, my, I am and my ability to buy that type of stuff. I don't know. I get nervous with how pumped stu- pumped up stuff is and yeah. how high the prices are on some cards. And with this, how you've seen a lot of this low end tail off, I get nervous about the higher end uh, in stuff that's seen huge influxes in demand. But there's no denying football for a long time was underpriced versus basketball in terms of how appreciated the cards were versus the sport. So yeah. I can get I can get behind that. But I don't know. I'm going to play devil's advocate for all everyone listening out there who, you know, people are probably thinking this, are you, you're not concerned about macro factors. That, that is somewhat of a concern. I do. You, you would say you have considered that and have in our, and think that that is worth being concerned about. I'd certainly think that's a, an issue. Yeah, I, I don't know, not to like, not to like be like, oh, hobbies tanking or anything, but like I have pulled money out of cards, like on purpose, like for the macro reason. Like to put in other stuff or just life expenses? Oh, like to put into uh, other stuff potentially. Like, you know, I mean, we're seeing the housing market like come down a lot right now, at least by me. Well, I mean, I'm starting to see that. I mean, I guess it, it de- in terms of the prices you could realize because just because of interest rates being so high. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like, so I, high is all relative, but you know what I mean. And okay. I think the listeners know what I mean. Yeah. So high is in the last like six months. They're definitely up. But yeah. I don't know. I, I get nervous, too. I don't know if any of the listeners have this. We're like a massive percentage of my net worth is in cards. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Like if if you're, especially if you're in volatile stuff or stuff that has seen 10 Xing over the last two years. Yeah. Like I'm, I mean, 90% of that is in like Brady and LeBron for me and Jordan, which is like really safe, but like, I'm still nervous about it, you know? So like, imagine if you had like, that money in like burrow or like herbert or something like no i don't know that's why i I can't do it i i don't do it and everyone knows that i don't do it because i don't buy anything like that i can't yeah it's good and and no matter what right like even if you love cards and think that in the next 10 years everything's going to be 20x like it's so good to diversify and have money in other things too because, man, I would really prefer to still, like, I, I worked hard at cards, you know? And yeah. I built up my collection. So if everything crashed, like, I would still like to have a decent amount of, like, cash to, like, show for it or something, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, like, 1,000%. Yeah, like, I would still like to be like, hey, I spent all this money and time on sports cards you know what, like the market crashed, but like, at least I cashed out a little bit before and I have yeah. something to show for my efforts like that. That's what I've been kind of thinking about lately. It's just 
how can I just be a little bit safer? Because I, I actually do think cards are like a fantastic long-term investment as far as like Brady and like LeBron and Jordan and stuff. Cause like throughout history, I mean, they've been overall, they've been fantastic like that. I mean, obviously yeah. like it's up and down on the way up, but I think so, so too. Yeah. I think it's just about diversifying and got to play it safe. Sometimes you don't want all your eggs in one basket. No. Uh, yeah. I think this should go, uh, should underscore a point that is just the common ideology that you shouldn't be having in cards, what you can't afford to lose. I, it is safer than something like crypto, but I don't, I view it with the same lens. Yeah. It's something that's not income producing that has no intrinsic value, which in my mind is I wouldn't be buying, I, I wouldn't spend on it unless I could afford to lose it. And yeah, I understand that sentiment wholeheartedly that like you want something to show for it at the end of the day, if there were to be some sort of a crisis, I took a little bit out in February, 2021 Okay. But so, since then have not. But okay. I've it definitely crosses my mind, especially when I have stuff that's done well or stuff that I've bought with the money from stuff that's done well, you know, and yeah. there are other things out there at perhaps that are at more attractive prices uh in equity markets or whether it be like some sort of real estate or any sort of financial products like that that are definitely tempting in terms of you know getting diversification too this is important guys like i I don't want to sound negative on here and like boo sports cards but like you you should be safe please you know not not financial advice you know with this stuff hashtag not financial advice yeah like also being prudent and being uh being financially responsible is very important because it can be it can be very fun to buy cards and it is very fun, but like it's gotta all stay within, within check in the financial plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, we both believe in cards. Like, it's not like we're saying like, if I didn't believe oh. in cards. I would have sold some of this stuff a long time ago. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, we still be- believe in cards. Like if, I mean, if we didn't, we would just be telling you, Hey, your PC, like you need to liquidate that. Like, Oh, I, I, I do. I'm not afraid to say it. We said it about John Morant. Like, yeah, it was, it was sell everything now. Like, yeah, I'm not afraid to call it how I see it. For example, I think Luca is pretty close to sell everything now. If you have base stuff that's run up off of recent performance, yeah. uh, <laughs> certainly getting there. It's like a final chance to clear out some of that more junk base. Like, yeah, I think. I think my piece of advice would be every once in a while, just sit down and look at your collection, like even the PC stuff and just be like, what do I like actually like still? Cause like when I'm looking over here, like look at listeners won't be able to see this, but I just have like a ton of like junk slaps. Like it's what, like, why? cause uh, so it was in a lot that I bought, you know, to oh, read, uh, okay. But it's like, if I just had these laying around or something, you know, it comes to the point where it's like, you know, do I really need a DK Metcalf silver insert PSA nine? 
Like, do I really? <laughs> like, no. So that's what I do every once in a while. I'll go through. I'll go through even the PC stuff and be like, man, do I even really like this anymore? Because some cards, it's nice and fun to just stick it in the PC for like two months. And then you had fun owning it and then just sell it. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. It, it's very fun. I enjoy doing that quite a bit. And then you like yeah. see something else cool comes along. You sell some other stuff. You buy some new stuff for the collection. Keep it fresh. That's fun. I, that's, I really do enjoy doing that. I've been known to do that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. not everything has to be in the lockup forever. Right. It's fun to just be have activity. Yeah, I think it's just important to reevaluate where you're at. And because honestly, I think that's what the key for me is, like you said, you know, don't have so much in sports cards where if you lost it, you would be just screwed. And I kind of looked at like what I was doing and I was like, you know what? If I lost all my sports cards right now, like it's not like, you know, I would be like screwed, but I was like, man, I would definitely be more in in a a worse enough financial situation where I was like, that would make me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what? And then right after I had that thought, I went through and packaged up a consignment <laughs> and sent it out. So, uh, we've all done stuff like that. Yeah, pack pack up a good a good old consignment. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just important to think about it this stuff every once in a while because it's not not nece- not everything is going to last forever. Like I've got faith in a lot of stuff. Like all my Brady stuff, I got a lot of faith in that. All my Jordan stuff and LeBron, mm-hmm. stuff, I got a lot of faith in that. But there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, there's stuff that I own right now that I don't have a ton of faith in. It's the immediate sell. Yeah. That is, if anyone ever, if you ever think that about anything you own, unless you're buying it just for enjoying it, which, you know, valid, we all do it. I bought like that, that Malkin patch I talked about before is not something I would buy for uh, confidence in terms of long-term value. And I acknowledge that when I buy it, but yeah. If, if you're buying stuff for like to hold for a while, just for financial reasons. Yeah. That's the clear sell sign. Do you want to move, do you want to move along into some other topics or anything else to say? Cause I know we wanted to keep this one a little shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move along. I think okay. I got one quick question for you before we get to the topic oh. that I know you wanted to get into. Yeah. Let's go for it. I don't know if it happened, but was, did you go to the show this, a show this weekend? No, oh, wait, I know. Oh, never mind. That question moves to next week. Oh, yeah. I uh, ended up missing that show. Sadly, oh, look for wait, Fortnite wait. cards. Oh, well, we'll have to wait until the next show. We'll put that on the queue for episode 33. We're going to be ready to see if those Fortnite cards exist. But you want to talk a little about Bat Barrel and Bat Knobs. We'll get to a little bit of collector card talk here. Yeah, I, I was watching some sales. Um, there was two sales that stuck out to me. Uh, Clemente Bat Barrel, one of one, which I would assume pretty much all Bat Barrels are one of one. Yeah, I think uh, so. Went for just under 9000 And then a Jackie Robinson cut auto with, I think, a small jersey patch um, on it. 
went for seven seven thousand. Which one you taking at those prices? Just like, oh, I'll take the Jackie. Yeah, I, me too. Just That's pretty easy. But I have you ever had? Because this is on my bucket list as far as cards go, is to own a bat knob or a bat barrel, preferably. I'll give a little plug right now. Preferably of Miguel Cabrera. So if you have one, shoot me a DM. You know? They and, definitely exist. And there definitely yeah. are enough of them. I've seen one Cabrera bat knob. And I offered the guy very, 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 very strong. And we weren't even close. He was very old. Holy crap. A Miguel Cabrera autographed bat knob went for 2K in December. Oh, see, I... I don't know if I would have paid that, but I would have come close. I would rather have one that's not auto, honestly. Just the bat knob. Yeah, because I think that would bring the price down enough. And like, I already have autos of him, so that's fair. I Miguel, I I used to be intrigued by bat knobs and bat barrels, but I'm not gonna lie, it's waned a little bit. I don't really? have. I I just don't have the. I, I enjoy the cards and I think they're really cool, but at the prices, I always feel like there's other stuff that I would rather have with that much money. Yeah, it, that's fair. I I like that. I think that some of the bat barrels that like aren't a nameplate and like go for like su- substantially less because of that that's like intriguing to me. I think I would rather have a nameplate bat barrel than a bat knob though. But the bat knob is like. OG massive hit. Like yes, that's what back I in the day when they when I used to watch all these breaks online, the pulling a bat knob was like the holy grail hit. Yeah, it wasn't like them? chasing rookies. It was like a bat knob was like, oh baby, we've done it. Like they would open NT like 2014, 2015 mm-hmm. NT baseball, and there were so many bat knobs. And you'd see stuff. a card, you'd see a card in the box that was like an inch thick. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, this thing's got to be a bat knob. Yeah, that's definitely cool. I agree. Bat knobs are cool. They just go for so much. Okay. Yeah. And the bat, I'm a little picky. The bat knob needs to not, it, like, I would like it if the player's number had been, like, written on the bottom oh, yeah. or something like that. Yep. I should uh, produce Jason Bay bat knobs and uh, baseball cards with my game used Jason Bay bat that I have laying around. Oh yeah. yeah, I got one at my LCS in a or in like a bin, and they were selling it for like fifteen bucks. It was like a splintered Jason Bay bat. I don't know <laughs> if you remember Jason Bay. Yeah, I do. But yeah. it has a it has the nameplate. It says Pittsburgh Pirates, Jason Bay. You know, because it was a game bat, and then That's it has cool. his number like written in silver ink, like on the knob. That's awesome. Make some pretty cool cards. Yeah, I would like a cheaper bat knob too. Like, uh, you know, just like maybe I'm trying to think. Oh, do you remember James McCann? Yeah. Catcher for the Tigers for a little yeah. bit. I really enjoyed watching him. And he, he has a bat knob out of NT. And it was on eBay for the longest time. And the guy was asking two grand. And he that's would excessive. like, he would not budge. And I'm, I mean, that's like a $200 card. Okay. So and let's get some. So I, a Carlos Correa bat knob. Just like 2020, 450 bucks. A, uh, let's see what else we got here. Reese Hoskins auto bat knob, 
400 bucks. A t- Christian Yelich, 680 bucks. A Hank Aaron Batnov, one of one autographed. Jeez, 13,000 bucks. Really? Wow, 13,000. That okay, I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty sick card. Like Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I I can't uh, I I'm not going to lie. Pretty sick. Like how could I hate on this? Yeah, that's But they go for so much, but they are really cool. The more I'm looking at these pictures, I'm like starting to get the nostalgia of back watching these breaks of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah. I I definitely never have owned one though. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that. Like, man, I would like to get my hands on one of those. And bat knob or bat barrel, which goes first. I think knob. For me. I think so too. The bat knob was the OG. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah, I think bat knob. I think it also, this might be weird, but it also might depend on the player for me a little bit. That, that is a little weird. I have no idea what the heck you mean by that. Like, I don't know, because I was just thinking, I was like, man, if I could get a Clemente bat barrel, and it's like the whole name, like Roberto Clemente or a bat knob, I would almost do barrel on that. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, like it or like a Jackie. If you could get like Jackie part of the bat barrel instead, maybe I would take the knob. I don't know. That's tough. This is actually very tough. I'm torn. Maybe we'll do a poll. Bat knob. Yeah, or- that would be that would be a fun poll. We could get that out for when this episode I have, drops. I I don't know. I have no idea what the results would be. I. But 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 it needs to be bat knob versus bat nameplate. Yes. Yeah. Bat. Because we're talking name- about the nameplate. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, ah, that's pretty tough. I think they probably sell close together, too. We'll see, yeah. though. I want to see what people say. Do you want to talk about cut autos or save that for another day? Um, We can save. We'll, we'll do, actually, we'll talk about it quick. We were going to – I was going to ask you, does it matter? And for the listeners, too, it would be interesting if you reached out. If you were buying a cut auto, say – I don't know, Jackie Robinson or something. Would it matter to you if it was, say, a signed check, a signed note that he, like, typed out and then signed, or he signed, say, like a Dodgers program? If all three of those were in cuts, would the price vary to you? And To To me, me it does. To me, there is a hierarchy. To me, there's a hierarchy. To me, check is the lowest. Person. Oh, check is the highest to me. What? No way. That's check crazy. Is the highest to me. Actually, I'll I'll take back my answer. I think note would be the lowest. And then check highest would easily be a program. Oh, you have you have the opposite of me. Check really? is the highest. Well, the note in the program, I could go either way. The only issue I have with the program is that the auto is not very clear on a lot of programs because of the color of the program. And okay. that is, and it's like having a cut from like a signed picture. It falls in the similar. 
Kevin, or, aesthetically, aesthetically. Okay. Now, I understand that the program is cool because yeah. it was a fan handing a program to them and having it signed. So there's like lore and like stuff there, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. The note in the program, if the program was signed on like a whiter space, I would do that. But if it was like pretty color, pretty colorful, and then the ink was on it, I think I need to be taking the note. Although the note is, uh, I'm torn. The check is number one though. Easy. That is so interesting because the check would be set. So last for me, easily last would be like a signed picture that's like cut up. Oh yeah, I don't like the signed but picture. Then, I don't yeah. even think I would buy the signed picture. Yeah. So then, if it was, even if it was presented to me at like what would be considered a good price, I just think I would hold yeah. out for something better. Yeah. So not counting that. Yeah, I can't. I honestly, that shocks me. Sign check is the least for me by far. You don't like the sign no, check? No, no, sign note. I don't know. But sign like program or something would be like. Easy number one. Like, yeah, easy number one. And then like a lot of distance. And then the other two, you could like, they'll be close either way. But. Sign really- check is number one. The check almost always produces a very clean cut. That's that is true, but it's a check. I don't know. I feel like something wasn't destroyed. Something cool wasn't destroyed in the production of it, which also I like. But the check, I don't know, man. The check, pretty cool. Wow, big check. They man. took the check to the bank. The check, it, especially like if it was like a pay check from the team or something. Pretty cool. I don't know. I'm pro the check. I'm going to have to be That's team check. Yeah. Well, hmm. we'll get a poll up on that too. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can, if you can, we can remember, we can get the poll up about the, the cut order and about the bat knob versus bat barrel. These are important questions. DM us too at our personals or the pod account. What you think about this stuff. Yeah. Give us, yeah. Give us like some reasons. I don't, yeah, I'm interested to hear what people say. I think we can r- wrap it up here, and but we'll leave it up to you guys. Give us your opinions. Sounds good. Yeah, a good episode, and we hope you enjoyed. And, yeah, reach out, and we'll see you back here next week.